You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. Welcome back. I think this is episode 115. My gosh. Let me find out. Monster D-Face coming back with the consistency here. And talking about consistency, we have Life with Panda. Decided to get him back on the show. I felt like the last episode was great. I hope you guys enjoyed it because today we got Life with Panda back on here. Life with Panda, what's up, brother? What's going on? Glad to be back. Fortnite community. Absolutely, man. And talking about the Fortnite community and the listeners in general, guys, if you're tuning in from Apple, Spotify, Dash Radio, we thank you guys, man. I'm looking at the stats lately. Thousands of downloads coming in. I'm sure you guys are happy for some more content. And trust me, we have a lot on the table today that we want to talk about. So I'm going to kick it off. I think, Panda, it's only right that we get everyone caught up with what's going on in Fortnite Competitive. I'm going to talk about NAE specifically because we have... Coop, L2 Coop from Team OA, actually coming with the first ever back-to-back victories in major tournaments. This is something incredible to see, and you don't really see too often in Fortnite or in any other games, really. No, like, so So here's the deal, guys. The fact that he took, first of all, DreamHack as a, as a one of the biggest tournaments ever, and then right before that, he just came off of the FNCS, uh, FNCS solos victory as well. So you're talking about someone who has put himself through the ringer in solos and what everyone calls the most, you know, shamble state solos is like, you know, the hardest to be super <laughs> consistent, right? Like this is probably, arguably, the biggest feat that I think we've seen anyone do so far in Fortnite competitive. I agree. And it's really cool to see someone step up to the plate and show that, hey, no matter what, right, in a certain meta, I can be consistent in a game mode. And solos is not an easy game mode to be consistent in, Monster. No, and this leads me to the next question, right? Will the community respect him now? There's still, till this day, a stigmatism. One, not only around the fact that he's controller, but around the fact that he's what, you know, otherwise is an unknown player. You know, Monster, it's kind of funny, right? And I don't say this with the pun intended, but there are clicks in the competitive scene, right? And if you're not a part of that click, you don't get as easily invited into that exciting circle of people like, oh my gosh, Booga placed fourth. Look, Booga did great. But then you have Coop placing first, but more people are talking about Booga placing fourth. So what does that mean? See, and that that's the thing. I think the problem is... The Fortnite community, man, you guys got to open up your minds and open up the doors, dude. There's a new wave of pros coming through, and Coop has to be one of them. I mean, it's undeniable. It's unarguable at this point. The fact that he took two major tournaments back-to-back, and then not only that, he was doing it on EU as well. He entered into DreamHack EU, which has an open-style system where anyone in the regions can play, and he did pretty well in his qualifying days. I think he came fourth there, too. So when someone's hot, hey, man, they're hot in... That's one thing that the Fortnite community, I feel like, has to do better, man, is to allow these new players to rise and shine. Because if you don't, I mean, you're only going to breed toxicity and negativity from the people that are trying their best out there. That's one thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about the state of Fortnite just a little bit as a whole. I feel like for pros in general, a lot of them fall off their game because they're doing more complaining than they are practicing. What do you think about Mm -hmm. that? You know, I kind of agree. I feel like Twitter has become more of a battleground for what can I complain about now versus focusing (laughs) on truly grinding and being consistent. 
in the meta that's going on. Yeah, and it shows. It shows in the gameplay. It shows in the lack of consistency, the lack of mm -hmm. big names being up there on the solo leaderboards because, like you said, they're on that Twitter ground, right? They're on Twitter complaining more instead of practicing more where other people are putting in the work and we're starting to see results of it. Which, by the way, talking about results, people that put in work and didn't see the results they were looking for, I'm going to talk about Bucky here. Bucky actually mm. fell off the bandwagon this time around. He was doing his thing, and he had some serious shots to be fired at solos. Which, by the way, it's one thing to take shots at solos. It's another thing to take shots at solos when there's people like Coop literally showing that you can be consistent. People like Arkram that are going back-to-back -back here in tournaments, in grand finals. People like Giannis in EU that are going back-to-back. -back. Championship uh, one taking home trophies, but then coming in top five. So I'm going to quickly read off Bucky's take here. And this is only a part of a thread, guys, at home. So here, this is the words from Bucky. Solos aren't competitive or entertaining to me because of this right here. How can you seriously like solos when the best solo players in the region have placements like these? It's not entertaining. Booga has the best placements. 40th, 25th, 4th, and 4th. And and that's end quote from Bucky. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna I want you to take the floor in this one real quick, uh, Panda. I want you to give me your thoughts. What do you think about Bucky's take on whether or not solos are competitive and his reason as to why they're not competitive? Honestly, it's such a damaging mindset to have. And you have an audience, a big audience like Bucky, right? And they sit here and they talk about how oh how solos isn't competitive or how it's not entertaining. I mean, if you look at World Cup, for instance solos did incredible viewership wise and honestly from an entertainment standpoint it was the most entertaining part in my opinion of the world cup right so it's not necessarily saying that solos isn't competitive quote unquote or entertaining maybe bucky just struggles personally in solos and it's not fit for him so when he stages something like this or or creates a a, a twitter post right he should really be thinking more about how it is from his opinion not trying to make a statement saying that everybody equally feels the same way about something and, and not only that i just want to give you guys a little bit of context the order in which he put booga's placements is in chronological order from the you know the previous events to the most recent events so 40th 25th fourth and fourth and the most recent fourths coming from fncs solos and dreamhacks august tournament all four major events, which also show that Booga is uptrending as a solo player. So, in my opinion, yep. one, he's contradicting himself just off of the hot take on the placements here because Booga's showing improvement. He's showing stride steps at getting up the food chain and making better placements. And not only mm -hmm. that, just to call out the fact that solos aren't outright entertaining, I think is absolutely ridiculous. It's one thing to say that solos aren't fun because they can be mentally taxing and stuff like that. But entertainment, from an entertainment spectacle, I think they are also one of the best tournaments um, to view, right, from, from outside looking in. And you just briefly mentioned World Cup. When we talk World Cup, everyone says Booga. We don't say Aqua and Nyrox, right? So mm -hmm. that also kind of sets the stage there. Like, yeah, team-based game modes are good, but Solos kind of holds the bulk of the attention from the community. You know, and I think this is a wave that's going on right now because we had back-to-back huge solo events right yeah now that we go into a trios meta and the new season we'll see what happens but i really hope that people 
get a nice refresh after we've done trios and maybe even squads and duos in the future and we go back to solos people are a little bit more open-minded and not stuck in this mindset of quote unquote solos aren't competitive or entertaining and no like you made the best point there it's the fact that solos have been back to back like let's be honest myself included i'm a bit taxed out of solos as well right so let's not mm -hmm. get over the fact that you know this can be mentally fatiguing we just had solo invitation to fncs DreamHacks July, FNCS solos again, and then DreamHack August again. Four major solo tournaments in a row. Yes, yeah. they're mentally fatiguing. Yes, the replay client needs work. That thing was in shambles, you know, in lead <laughs> Like, we're not denying that, you know, the state of the game, mythic weapons, yada, yada, right? Like, all exactly. that aside, he's taking a stab at the, you know, the, the game mode as a whole. He's taking a stab at competitive as a whole. And I think. I'm just saying, I think he missed the ball there, and I thought it'd be great to also fill you guys in with the hot take on that one because, man, that really lit a fire not only under his own seat, but, you know, on two sides of the fence here because you had people talking about, yo, but Bucky, you forgot. Solos made you, man. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's kind of how that yeah. one happened out there. Um, and, that's, and that leads us to our next statement, right? It, it's... It's one thing players are feeling about the competitive side of the game, but now we have pro players leaning into the lore of the game. Booga specifically, and I'm gonna let you want, let you take this one away. But how did Booga, you know, set the stage for Fortnite and open up that conversation of them losing track of the story? 100% monster. So recently on one of Booga's live streams, he took a he took a uh, some time to step back and talk about Fortnite from a consumer standpoint. And when he was talking about that, he was talking about how they've lost track of the storyline that Fortnite used to be known for and loved for in place of, of partnerships, right? So focusing more on, hey, I have the Joker and Harley Quinn and Batman and, and Thor and Captain America in my game versus the, the big events that we knew and loved, the Cube, which it is the one-year anniversary of the Cube, Kevin, today. Uh, but talking about those events and kind of comparing it. So it, it really does raise a good question of did Fortnite lose track of that original story? And what is next for that Fortnite story? And with the new season coming in a couple days, Monster, I'm really excited to find out. All right, but before we get into new season, all that stuff, I want your opinion. What do you think about Fortnite and the story? Do you think they lost track? Do you think, you know, there's still something there that people are holding on to? You know... I'm not going to lie to you. I think they did, right? However, I do have faith that that story will reemerge in some way, shape, or form over the next couple seasons. I, You know, Donald Mustard on Twitter hinting at some more stuff with the cube possibly coming in the future and, and some of that other stuff. I don't think they've completely lost track of the story, but I do believe they took a backseat to the story versus the partnerships, which... It's sad to see, but I do believe that Fortnite will come back in full swing with these stories. Hopefully, once COVID stops restricting what they're able to do and uh, really bring that, that Fortnite story that we know and love back to life. I mean, here's the thing, though, and this is, this is like where the pros start to contradict themselves. The thing about mm -hmm. Fortnite and the reason the, the world and everything changes in the game is because of the story. So, like... Yeah. Like, for someone like Booger to be, like, rooting for the story to change, I mean, that's what introduced a flood in the recent event to the game. That whole entire tsunami wall, which was, like, absolutely ridiculous. If you were in the storm, you 
basically die. Like you cannot stay back there. Um, and that, that was all. True. That was all part of the story, right? It was like Midas trying to fend off, uh, you know, the the Stormbreakers or whatever. Like he was trying to unleash the storm. I don't know, dude. It was crazy. I I have done lost track of this thing a long time ago. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying? Like we we all lived in that. We all played in that season. We got to experience the crazy. Oh gosh, that's the alarm to record this podcast. Don't worry, guys. The kids are doing it. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but no, yeah. So like I was saying, and then we had a hint. We had like that little butterfly effect. Some part in the most recent portion of the lore, we got taken back. So I think that they're tying it all together. But I do have to agree, right? As much as we all love Marvel, Star Wars, and all the other cool collaborations, mm-hmm. it is about now I feel like now they're even struggling to balance the casual base that fell in love with Fortnite story versus you know all these partnerships are bringing into the into the game yeah and you know i mean personally i love marvel so i'm excited to see what happens with the new season but i also do understand the mindset of man another partnership going into this next season but i i am trusting fortnite with this one because never before have we had such a buildup with these comic book pieces and stuff coming in before the new season that really has kind of helped feed the story in a new way that Fortnite really has never done before, even with their own story. I mean, listen, the fact that the whole new Battle Pass is already looking like it's going to be Marvel-themed, I think mm-hmm. that it's it's a step in a big direction. I think they're including what is going to be, I don't know, maybe heroes to come save the day from Fortnite villains or you know something yeah. cool like that. And yeah, let's, let's talk about the new season, man. New season's coming on Thursday, and today is Monday? I think, yeah. Today is Monday. Monday. Oh, today's supposed to be my day off, guys. Yay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Look, so today's Monday. Thursday's coming. That's just a couple days away. What are your thoughts and expectations coming into new season? Look, I'm super excited. Like I said before, I'm a huge Marvel fan. So to see them bring this into the uh, storyline and into the battle pass, I'm super excited to see how it plays out. Now, what I'm really excited for is to see some map changes that revolve around Marvel. So Ooh. seeing seeing like a Thor POI would be extremely exciting to me, but I'm nervous as most of the community is that that means a Thor mythic item or or something may be in the works. So uh, honestly, I guess we're going to find out on Thursday. I mean, uh, let's just talk about mythics really quickly. Guys, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you guys my hot take for the listeners here in case you, you haven't heard me say it before. Man, Mythics are fun. I think they're great power weapons to battle for. I'm on the fence with the pros where, like, if they're going to be in comp, they have to be way balanced, either different versions of them or different levels of accessibility, etc. I think they provide some value, though, right? There is some value there because there is a lot of fun. There's a lot of great moments in in having those power weapons, but not when they're, like, Shockwave Launcher busted, okay? so you know, (laughs) Are you saying you don't want a hammer that does basically the same thing as the Shockwave Launcher monster? Do not send the masses towards me. Please, no. No hate. No hate. I didn't say that um and and like so yeah so like i don't think mythics are going anywhere like i'm gonna keep it real with you guys i I don't think mythics are going anywhere the new season's gonna come here we can definitely expect max changes right now i want to ask you are you on the side of like do you want to see old map pois return are you on the nostalgia trip or do you want to see these new iterations of what is whatever the fortnite marvel you know fortnite x marvel world collide so I think they have a unique opportunity, right? I think if they're, if in my opinion, right, the best way that they handle the season is they bring in special POIs for Marvel, right? Make it all Marvel themed, a uh, couple new POIs, etc. 
and not the old stuff, not the nostalgia stuff, and then use this story arc to somehow really bring back some old nostalgic drop spots like Tilted Towers or Shifty Shafts or Greasy Grove, but at the end of this season. So something maybe for season five, but I don't think it's something we're going to see in season four. All right, all right. Hey, and I, I'll answer that same question myself. I'm, I'm on the trip where, like, uh, I want to see new. I think I want to see new, man. I love the fact that we've managed to keep places like Salty Springs throughout the course of the years of the Fortnite map, but I think there's uh, something special in adding those new biomes, those new environments, and really just giving mm -hmm. us that feel of, like, when they first introduced the volcano to the Fortnite world in, in the Season 1 map, right? It became iconic because it was new, it was fresh, and people loved it. Same with, like, Paradise Palms and things along yeah. that nature. But I just got to do new for people to fall in love with it. And uh, hopefully the new season does not let us down in that regard because map change is, is one of the most refreshing ways to introduce change to the game. Now, talking about re refreshing changes and, and new mm -hmm. stuff, I want to just mention hashtag bring back pumps. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this <laughs> real quick. Listen, Fortnite, we love you to death, right? And we get the charged shotgun was an interesting way to change up the meta. Right. Just all we're asking is next time, take the tack instead. Don't take the pump <laughs> out. I, can, I can't keep like losing the pump after I get back into a play style with it, like after the combat, right? I finally got to a point where I'm like, oh, yep, I got the pump back in rotation. Great, uh -huh. let's do this. And now See, you change it up with a charged shotgun. And yeah. don't get me wrong. The charged shotgun could be very, very useful, right, in a meta. Maybe that could have just been a third shotgun, had the pump, the tack, and then the charged, right? But for Fortnite, stop taking my pump away. Hey, listen, listen, Fortnite. You guys already stole patch notes, okay? You never brought them back. We we exactly. we have decided to settle on that one, but come on, man. Let's bring back the pump shotguns, please. Um, I, I will say this, like... This season's been the least I've played Fortnite. Granted, because I've been casting for like months on end and just like <laughs> making content and stuff like that. But but like seriously, like it, it was it really was the least I played Fortnite. And I don't know if it has to do with the shotguns. I think it does though. In in some world, I was very comfortable with where the game was before and the, yeah. the hard like the swerve that they did with the loop pool this time around. It pushed me away, and that's one thing that's kind of scary, right? It's how do you retain old player base and introduce new without changing what people fell in love with um yeah and, and that to me is like the hardest piece of balancing right there because you know you can make us as frustrated as you want by overlapping things into competitive and that kind of stuff but if you i feel like it becomes more uh you know hurtful to the game the the lifespan if you start losing those old members because right because of like a change like that well yeah and think about it from this perspective you have content creators that you look up to and even like to the Bucky standpoint and putting his opinion out on Twitter, people will start to put out their opinion. Like, man, I'm having a tough time playing Fortnite. I mean, look at Tfue. Tfue completely left the game. And I mean, you can pretty much put that because the, the pump shotgun is gone and that the charge came into play. Now, when you change something like, like a shotgun meta so drastically like they did, it makes it tough to adapt and to adapt quickly, so especially from a competitive standpoint, because this was probably the quickest season we've had in a while. So being able to adapt, it would have made more sense to put something with that charge mechanic in ahead of time so we can adjust to the way that the charge mechanic works in the game 
and then maybe slowly take out pumps. I mean, really, between you and me, Mazda just don't ever take pumps out again. <laughs> but yeah. no, but and, and also like just think about this. They didn't even put it in creative. So like, yeah, th that was another thing. Like, how how am I supposed to really get comfortable and not be frustrated in the main game mode when I can't technically even practice with it on my free time? 100%. And then there's the argument of, oh, just do creative fills. And there are certain maps you can do in creative fills to practice with the charged shotgun, right? Yeah, but creative fill uh, lobbies are just, number one, laggier. Number two, the players that you get in those fill lobbies are inconsistent. So some of them may want to actually practice with a charged shotgun. Most of them may not. So you might load into this fill lobby with a charged shotgun and you try to practice and then this kid just sits here and griefs you for 30 minutes to an hour as you try to practice. So it, it's like you, you really have to, to kind of throw it up in the air and hope that one works and one sticks, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. So I just, I just had to lay my piece there, man, because that, that's one of the hottest topics on the scene right now is what is going to be the Fortnite loot pool. Um, and, and I speak from my own personal experience where and I say, hey, this loot pool this season did definitely turned me off a little bit and it was the least like this is the first season in a while i didn't even go for champions this season when last season i was well like into nine thousand, you know ish points yeah. area so i was playing a lot of fortnite last season i was like really looking forward to playing at a high tier level nothing but arenas like i was into i was so invested in this season the complete opposite partly because of the fact that there's this new pacing in the in the battle and pvp the mechanics with the uh with the shotgun and the changes to tactical and all the other good stuff so just saying that hey fortnite if you're listening out there and obviously you are because you guys do a pretty good job listening you don't do a great job responding but hey you listen <laughs> uh you know like hey i was i was definitely turned off by by the loophole this season i agree and i mean let's hope uh we don't just have a, a thor's hammer coming into <laughs> this next loophole uh, that we see in season four but we're going to we're going to learn soon enough. Um, but no, the pump, just bring it back. I, I, I don't even know how else to say it. Just bring back the pump. Hey, man, we're going to get another Infinity Blade season here in front of us. Anyways, regardless, <laughs> guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Monster D-Face here at Life with Panda bringing you guys the updates, the news, and all that stuff competitive that you love to listen to. Life with Panda, I'm going to give you the floor here. Shout yourself out. Let the people know, man, where they can find Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Well, thank you, uh, Monster. Always a fun time hanging out on the podcast. You can find me at twitch.tv slash lifewithpanda or lifewpanda on Twitter. Uh, thank you all for listening to us talk, and uh, we'll see what happens with this new season. And as always, guys, feel free to send your complaints to me at thefortnitepodcast at gmail.com. And, and as always, until next time, find us at the Fortnite Podcast on Twitter. My own social medias are at Monster D Face across everything. YouTube content prefer because it's up 24-7. And until next time, guys, dance up those kills and boast in those victory royales.